Hi, everyone. This is Melissa from A Yogi Kitchen, and it is Monday, December 18th. Happy December 18th. Can you believe it? We're towards the end of the year, and if you are someone who celebrates Christmas, we are one week out. So um, if you are someone who celebrates Christmas, this uh, week is where everything gets really big. Emotions are feeling big. You're probably not getting as much sleep. You're feeling tired, you're feeling exhausted, you're feeling overwhelmed. Um, And if you're not, perhaps someone you live with is. Uh, Perhaps your mother or your mother-in-law is calling like every day to check in to see what you got and what you don't got. Make sure you don't forget this. And it feels like pressure. It feels like a lot. So we may be feeling irritable or uptight or just overwhelmed. Overwhelm is a big one for everyone, period, but especially at this time of the year. And if you're not someone who celebrates Christmas, this week is still tough because you can't just run into Starbucks and grab a coffee. You can't just grab a cab easily. Uh, Everywhere you go, the aisles are really full and the lines are long and it's a lot. And so you have to factor in more time to your everyday errands. You have to factor in the fact that you may not get on the first train. You may have to wait for a second train or you may not get a bus and you, or a bus, I'm sorry, a cab and you may have to walk a few blocks longer. Um, it, you know, it's, it's a lot for everyone. So we're all feeling it. We're all feeling the tension, the pressure, the fact that you may walk into a store and um, whether you celebrate Christmas or not, the thing that you thought you were going to grab is not there because shelves are starting to get empty. So I thought this was a great time to do um, a longer check-in for everyone. Um, when we check in, when we get quiet, when we get present with what is body, mind, and spirit, um, that's when we get really good at editing. When we can say, you know what, I thought I was going to do these five things, but really, I only want to do these four And honestly, I probably only have time for these three. So we get really razor sharp about what's important and we learn how to edit out. When we are just going, 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 we can't take that moment of being really honest with ourselves. So I wanted to do that for that reason. But also, you know, if your brain is more clear, if your brain can focus better, then you're going to get through those projects faster. You're going to be able to, um, you know, bake six dozen cookies without burning because you don't walk away and then take a phone call and forget you were baking. When your brain is working well, you'll be able to do all of those things and not drop the ball quite as much at least. So let's go ahead and get settled in. You're going to lie flat on your back, preferably um, on your mat on the floor or on the rug on the floor. If that doesn't work for you, if getting down on the floor is difficult or um, it's uncomfortable, um, lying flat on your bed is okay. I prefer that you're on the floor if you can get down there. And if you have trouble getting comfortable, we can work on that. Um, If you need to sit in a chair, go ahead and sit in a chair, but I prefer that it be one that's not terribly comfy, that it can be one you can sit upright in and maybe has a little stiffness, a little hardness to it, a wood chair, not like a cushy, easy boy. And the reason for this is you really want to feel your body. You really want to be present with what is. And when things get too soft and too cushy, you know, it's easy to forget that there's this tightness. When I lay flat on the floor, I feel all of my body. I'm like, oh. That little part, my lower left quadrant, is really tight today. Or, wow, my neck, you know, was tight this morning, but I think it's kind of relaxing. And also, having being flat on the floor is a little bit like traction. It's going to help with your alignment. It's going to help you feel what's out of alignment, but it's also going to help you relax down and align better. So if you can, 
go ahead and lay flat. If when you're down there, it hurts. Uh, if your low back is tight, your neck is uncomfortable, go ahead and grab some pillows and or blankets and you can put a couple rolled up blankets under your knees and that's going to help with the low back tension. It's going to help um, those muscles expand and open and relax a little bit. And if you need something under your head, go ahead and put a pillow or a blanket folded up under your head. Um, but think about lying flat on the floor as your goal, especially if your head is propped. Um, we want that cervical spine, that's your neck, to be able to relax in its natural curve. And when your head is propped up, you're actually straightening the curve, which is causing back problems over time. The more that curve straightens, and we all do it, the more that curve straightens, the more we have back problems. So go ahead and try and get comfy and take some nice long deep breaths in through the nose and out through the nose. So you're going to lie comfortably and if you are lying flat on the floor, um, you want to take your feet about hip width apart. A little bit further feels really good and just relax the little toes down towards the floor. We want that movement. It's called external rotation. When, you're, when your big toes come in towards each other, we call that internal rotation. Little toes out towards the sides or out toes out away from each other is called external rotation. We want that movement to happen all the way from the hip. So um, there are a few of us who are flexible enough or maybe have some damage or injury to our knees where we can make that movement happen just from the knee down and you want to avoid that. We want to keep the leg as one whole unit and make the rotation happen from the hip and that's also going to help us open the hips, open the pelvis, get lots of blood flow and oxygen into the pelvis, helps the low back release and relax. And if you are feeling still a little bit of discomfort in the low back, take your legs even further out, and that may help a little bit. Then you're going to take your arms out to your sides, maybe about six inches away from your body. It can be further out if you'd like. And same rotation. You're going to externally rotate the arm from the shoulder so that the palm faces up towards the sky. Relax the arm down. Relax your shoulders down. Feel how that opens your chest. And so you can kind of imagine what this is good for, right? You get lots of blood flow because when your chest is nice and open, you can really oxygenate. You can take nice, long, deep breaths. Anytime you're oxygenating, you're increasing circulation. And also, you're releasing those muscles in your intercostals. Those are the muscles in between your um, ribs. And they have a huge responsibility for breath control. So as we're in cold season, flu season, you may have been coughing, you may be stuffy or congested. This is a great way to really open and create some space for better breath control. And we want those muscles, those intercostals, we want them to be strong and supple. So that's always the case in yoga, strong and supple. So, um, <clears throat> As we've been coughing, they may be a little sore, you may feel a little discomfort, and as you open up, if you've been coughing or if you've been congested the last week or so, you may have a little bit of a coughing fit. And that's okay, it's totally normal and it's actually really good for you. So let the cough go, let it subside, and then relax back down. Then we want to lengthen the cervical spine, that's your neck. You're going to do that by just dropping your chin down towards your chest and you're going to feel the neck, the back of your neck, lengthen and flatten a little bit. And that action gives us a relaxation response. So as long as the neck is in alignment and the chin drops down, 
it helps you relax. When we prop our heads up too much, um, it doesn't help us relax quite as much. I've had people hear that information from me and then go home and try to prop their heads way up so that they can drop their chins down and they're like, it wasn't very comfortable. And no, it's not very comfortable. We want to get out of the habit of propping our heads up. So supporting the neck, like when I sleep, I roll the pillow up so that it supports my neck and my head can relax back and down or that it can drop towards the chin. But because I have a little bit of a reverse curve in my spine from my youth, um, I like to let my head relax back to, to help facilitate more of that curve. So go ahead and relax your chin down towards your chest, relax the shoulders back, feel the back of your head on the ground and start taking some nice long deep breaths in through the nose and out through the nose. Close your eyes if you haven't already. And I invite you now to move your attention to the top of your head. And we're gonna check in with how we're feeling physically in this moment. And I want to remind you to be gentle and kind with yourself. So as you're moving and you might be feeling some pain in places or some tension or tightness, try not to beat yourself up. Try to be really kind and and have some gratitude for your body um, because the world is beating us up all the time. We don't need to beat ourselves up. We need to learn how to have some compassion for ourselves and learn how to be gentle with ourselves. So, and the thing to remember too, and this is the hardest part of this entire practice is we're not judging. We're gathering awareness. And for some of us, that's a really tough distinction. It's very hard for them to observe without judgment. And that is some of the hard work in yoga, observe without judgment. So noticing if something has pain, but not assigning pain as good or bad. Just noticing that there is tightness or there is tension or there's release or there's um, itchiness or there's whatever it is for you, just being really, really aware. So breathe into that nice long inhalation followed by nice long exhalation. Observation without judgment. And it's a practice. It's a muscle that you have to work. It's not going to come naturally for all of us. You know, some of us are naturally good runners or good swimmers or good jumpers. Some of us have to work at it. So some of us can observe and having love, have loving kindness and compassion towards how we're feeling physically very easily. And some of us have to work on it. So don't beat yourself up if this isn't coming easily. That's okay. Because there's a really good chance you've been taught the exact opposite for a very long time. So breathe into it. Notice what you're feeling physically in this moment. And then I invite you to um, do a little practice. This is still part of the physical check-in. Take a nice long inhalation. Really fill the belly, fill the chest. Your lungs are big pink balloons inside your body and they are gonna get as full as you possibly can. And when you think that breath, the lungs are as full as they can, there's no more breath left, see if you can take a tiny sip more. And then let it all out. And as you let it out, relax everything. Feel your little toes fall even further towards the ground. Feel your shoulders relax. Feel your glutes relax, your abdominal muscles. Feel all that stuff. We hold tension in these areas and we don't even know we're doing it. We clench our butt muscles. We tighten our stomach muscles. Because a lot of us walk through life like we're about to get punched in the stomach, right? Whether it's literal or whether it's a more metaphor for you know work or our relationships, 
We hold tension. We don't realize we're doing it. So do it again. Nice long inhalation. Really full. Full as full as full as full as you possibly can. And when you can't fill any more, see if you can take a tiny little sip more. And then release it. Let it go. Let everything out. And my teacher says, when you do that big release, let it go to the ground. Let it go down to the earth. Because Mother Earth can take it. She can take whatever you've got. It is not so big that she can't absorb it. Good. And notice how your body feels now. So notice that there's a little more energy. There's a little more um, oxygen. So your brain might start start to feel a little um, clearer, a little more focused right now. And that practice, that inhalation, as full as you possibly can, with a little sip at the end, a little bit more, just a little bit more, um, that is a pranayama. It's a breath work that helps us feel energized. So whenever you're feeling like I tend to slump in the afternoon, whenever you're feeling like you're slumping, go ahead and do that. You can do it anywhere. You can do it in your car. You can do it anywhere. So just notice how you're feeling physically in this moment one last time. Nice long inhalation followed by nice long exhalation. And then let's move our attention to the heart space. So I've said it before and I will say it many, many, many times. This is the seat of loving kindness and compassion first and foremost towards yourself. First and foremost towards yourself. First and foremost towards yourself. This is a hard one for people to get. Your loving kindness and compassion has to start with you. If you can't fully feel love and kindness and compassion, you can't give good love and kindness and compassion. And we all do it. I was 27 when I had my first kid. And, you know, I thought I was so loving and so open to her and everything. And then, um, and I was already a yogi, but I wasn't really studying yoga and I wasn't practicing consistently. I was going to classes. Um, but as I learned more and I got older into my 30s and I learned more about loving kindness and compassion and really checking in and, and noticing how I'm feeling all the time, noticing what's happening emotionally, I learned I could be so much better at being loving, kind, loving, having loving kindness and compassion towards her. And I taught her so much more as I got older. But in those early days when I thought I loved her and my heart was going to burst, for where I was in that point in my life, absolutely. But there was so much more. There was such a deeper... Uh, kind of love that I could give to her once I learned how to love for myself, how to take care of me first. So this chakra is called Anahata. And we work on, and I want you to keep focusing on this as I'm talking, nice long inhalations followed by nice long inhalations, exhalations. Notice how the chest rises and falls with the breath. And just stay right there with your Anahata chakra. The color is green. So I invite you to imagine that green color right at your breastbone, right in the middle of your chest. And so the deepest green, and this is my own imagery, um, the deepest green I want you to picture as right in the center, and as you inhale, it expands a little bit, and as you exhale, it shrinks a little bit, just like your chest does with the inhalation and the exhalation. So... The core is loving kindness and compassion towards ourselves, and that dark green is ourselves. 
And then when we get great at that, we're really good at the loving kindness and compassion towards ourselves. We can move to the next circle, which is loving kindness and compassion towards our inner circle. And that color is going to be just a little bit lighter green, or it could even be a different shade of green if you prefer. And that's loving kindness and compassion towards um, our everyday people, our moms, our dads, our kids, our partners, our spouses. If you're close with your cousins, your besties, maybe you have a, a work spouse. And breathe into that nice, long, deep inhalation, followed by a nice, long, deep exhalation, loving kindness and compassion towards your inner circle. And then the next circle around that dark green and lighter green is a lighter green even, or it could be a different shade. We could be talking sage or aquamarine or whatever you want it to be, grass green, tree leaf green. Um, that next circle is your outer circle. So those are the people who you know on some level, but you're not close. So those are the coworkers that you just kind of say hi to or not at in the um, elevator. They're your barista, the guy you pick up your dry cleaning from. So they're people that um, you have some sort of relationship with, but it's not a deep or, or really well-connected relationship. And breathe some loving kindness and compassion in through the nose and out through the nose. And then... The next circle is a lighter green or a different shade of green. And this is a great, if you're someone who likes to process things in a visual way, this is a great coloring exercise to do, is picture the Anahata Chakra and color the Anahata Chakra. So um, that next circle outside of your outer circle is like that stranger circle. So they're the people you pass on the street and you may pass them every once in a while, but they're actually just strangers. And our loving kindness and compassion goes out to them because they are other humans. And that is, that is the whole concept sort of behind namaste, is that the divine light in me acknowledges, honors, and sees the divine light in you. And they are the same thing. And so when we're walking down the street, you know, so often we're worried about, you know, what that person's doing or what's in their pocket or is that guy following me or whatever. And it's about relaxing and having loving kindness and compassion towards those people because we just do not know what other people are walking through. You don't know if that woman on the bus next to you um, that you think has taken up too much of her seat and into your seat a little bit, maybe she just left her dying husband in the hospital. Maybe she just found out she had cancer. Maybe she just tried to call her daughter for the 15th time in two days and her daughter won't answer because she's pissed. We just don't know what other people are going through. And we all carry a lot. You know how much is on your plate. You should assume that everyone else out there has that much or more on their plates. It's tough being human. So, and then finally, the outer, outer circle of the Anahata Chakra is about... Those people that either have done us ill will or want to do us ill will. So this is advanced practice. <laughs> and we may do some work on this in January. Um, I used to teach it often in January. This is advanced practice. So if you're just like, you can't fathom the idea of having loving kindness and compassion first and foremost to yourself, that's where your work is today. And it's going to stay there for a while, and that's okay. But the advanced work, if you've been doing this for a while, is about focusing outward. This is the Thich Nhat Hanh kind of work. 
This is focusing outward and sending love and kindness and compassion to people that um, are really different, hold different beliefs, different um, ideals than you do. And, you know, for me, um, it could be someone who believes really politically differently than I do. Um, it could be because I am a mixed woman in this country. It could be towards white supremacists. Um, it could be, you know, it's, it's whatever is your work to do. It's not about the other people. It's about you. Okay, so breathe into that expanding green, multi-shaded, multi-colored um, circle around your heart the Anahata Chakra, breathe into it. And I always kind of imagine it pulsing and, and undulating a little bit. And so in our endeavor to have loving kindness and compassion towards ourselves, we need to be present with the emotions that we're feeling in any given moment. And for some of us, that's really hard. We've been told in our lives not to feel emotions. We've been told our emotions are not valid. We either believe or have been told that emotions aren't important. So we ignore them. Um, or we recognize them and we still ignore them. We say things like, I'm really sad, but you know what? I can't think about that right now. I have to go do this and this and this. And we put ourselves on the back burner all the time. So now I invite you to put yourself on the front burner. Turn it up, let it simmer, and be really, really present with how you're feeling emotionally in this moment. Because you can't have loving kindness if you can't have awareness. Because you don't know what you need to be loving kind loving and kind towards, right? So notice how you're feeling emotionally in this moment. Breathe in and let the chest fill and the belly fill and then relax and let everything go. Notice what happens at the heart space. Notice that lift and that rise and that relaxation as you sink. So if this is new work for you, if this is um, a different kind of practice for you, noticing how your heart feels, it may feel very weird to be doing this work and it may be confusing. So it is perfectly normal, perfectly okay to be feeling lots of different things at the same time. We all do it, but our brains love to compare and contrast. So we say, oh, well, this is the, I'm feeling mostly, I'm feeling anger. So we're just going to go with that one. But we also, then we're ignoring the fear that's almost always underneath anger. We're ignoring any sadness or any uh, elation that we might be feeling uh, with, our, with our anger. Some people really like their anger and they really like the drama that goes with anger. And we ignore that. We get pumped up by anger and we ignore that feeling. This is about being present with all of it. And it's okay to be feeling happy and angry and sad at the exact same time. Perfectly normal. Keep breathing. Nice, long, deep breath in through the nose and out through the nose. And then I invite you to move to the forehead chakra, that space right in the middle of the forehead. And we're not going to talk as much about this chakra, but this is the place. This is the seat of energy that swirls around our higher selves. This is the energy that is, why am I here? What is my purpose? How am I of service? So this is when you can let go of that feeling at Christmas dinner that your sister just said something snide to you. You're not really sure what, but you're sure she was trying to like insult you. That's when you let go of that stuff. Like if I didn't get it, not important. And even if you did get it, 
probably still not important, right? Because this is one of your longest relationships in your life and you don't need to nitpick about the things she said at Christmas dinner. You can let that go because you know that you love her and she loves you and those little moments of tension are not important. They're not the big picture. Forehead chakra is about big picture stuff. So I invite you to breathe some nice, long, deep breaths into that forehead chakra right in the middle of your forehead and we've been taking some nice long deep breaths for a while now so you may notice that some of the energy around your forehead chakra has shifted and the way that I notice that is I notice the thoughts in my brain and I ask myself how are the thoughts working in my brain so when we started talking I had a lot of different thoughts in my head about how I wanted this to go and where it was all gonna end up and stuff and now we're sort of towards the end and my thoughts are all sort of moving in the same way I know how I want our time together to end and the thoughts are moving cohesively they're not like bouncing scattered in lots of different directions so nice long deep breath in through the nose and out through the nose and just notice how the thoughts are working in your brain today and I also like to, and this is a little bit of advanced work, because if you're not used to noticing thoughts, you may feel like they're changing and shifting as you're observing them, and that's really common. So it is um, true that as you observe your thoughts, they will start to change. So it's okay that they're changing. Um, and if you don't notice a change, that's okay too. Just be present with what is. Nice long deep breaths in through the nose and out through the nose. And notice um, the quality of your thoughts. This is a little bit of advanced work. But notice um, if you're having a lot of upsetting thoughts, a lot of angry thoughts, a lot of creative thoughts, a lot of happy thoughts. And again, we're not judging, we're just observing, but notice what's happening. And breathe into it. Nice, long, deep inhalations followed by nice, long, deep exhalations. And so this is time now to set intention for yourself. You have spent, uh, I think it's about 25 minutes right now, you spent all this time focusing on you. And so this is a great time to um, set intention, take all this information, how you're feeling physically, how you're feeling emotionally, how you're feeling mentally right now, and it could change in an hour. It could change three times in an hour. So don't worry about what that all means, because who knows? Um, it's not important what it means in this moment. As you continue to check in, over time, when you start to notice patterns, that's when we can say, what does this mean? But today, we don't need to worry about what it means. But set intention for yourself. How would you like to walk through this next day? So a lot of us have to do a lot of the same things. We all have to eat meals today. We all have to do some level of personal hygiene. We all have to interact with other people, whether it's digitally or face-to-face. We all have those things. How are you going to do that? So setting intention means that you know what you want. Um, a lot of us go, well, I, I, how can I know that? It depends on what happens. But it doesn't depend on what happened. It depends on your intention 
So you set your intention and then it becomes true. So I choose today. I have um, a kind of busy day today. Um, I have to go see my dad in the hospital. I'm going to see a childhood friend that I haven't seen in a couple years and another childhood friend that I see in New York every couple weeks, but she also is originally from Chicago. So we're all having lunch together today. See my dad in the hospital. I'll probably spend some time with my mom. I'm going to pack up some stuff and take them over to my mom's house because I've been house-sitting for my sister. So I am going to walk through that with some um, peace. I'm going to try to make it as simple as possible today. Walk through it peacefully and walk through it with a lot of um, an open heart and a lot of love. Those are the things that I choose for today. Some days it's different. Some days I have to get, I could say, I could look at this day and say, I just need to get through this. Like boom, boom, boom. I need to be productive and get through this and be very businesslike and be very no nonsense. But today I'm going to relax. I'm going to breathe into it and be really present with everything that is today. It's just the way this week is. Um, I need to have that presence. So how do you want to walk through this day? How do you want your shower to be? Do you want to play music? Do you want to have quiet meditation? of time. You want to take a fast in and out. You want to steam in there for a while. That's about that setting intention. I need a long steam today. That's intention. So you set that intention and then you go do it and you go, oh shoot, I don't have time for a long steam. So you figure out how can you make your intention possible? How do you want to walk through today? So I invite you to stay here as long as you need to. Perhaps you've gotten up and changed positions already and that's a beautiful thing. Have a wonderful, beautiful Monday morning. Namaste.